Today on Bold Steps Weekend, Pastor Mark Job shows us the outcome of one mother's perseverance and prayer. I'm talking about the heart of a gap woman. She's focused, she's fierce, she's not distracted. I don't have time for doubt talk. I have a purpose God has placed in my heart that he's gonna turn this situation around. Welcome to Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job, Senior Pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago and President of Moody Bible Institute. Since 1886, Moody's main undergraduate campus has been located in the heart of downtown Chicago with the primary goal of providing students the opportunity to stretch their ministry muscles. You can learn more about the online opportunities that are available with Moody when you visit boldstepsweekend.org. Today, Pastor Mark explains that a gap woman is someone who's committed to standing in the gap for her family, a woman who doesn't give up. And on this special Mother's Day program, we're going to be turning our attention to the book of 2 Kings chapter 4. Mark will be touching on the life of a Shumanite woman and the extraordinary steps she took to help her son and the effects that decision had on an entire generation. So here's Mark now with a message titled, Gap Women. Can I talk to you, mothers? Listen, some of you mothers feel like I've done everything I can in the natural for my son, for my daughter, whether they're young or whether they're old. And maybe you have a prodigal son or daughter and you feel like you've done everything. You've done everything you could. How many of you know there's certain things that you you just have little power over? And there's things that you have power over, but there's things that you have no power over. And if you try to exercise control over things that you have no power over, you will stress yourself out and become anxious. There's a moment in time where you do everything that you can. She held this, her little boy. She, she rubbed this back. She cared for him. She loved Donna. Then there was a moment in time where loving, caring, and nurturing was not enough. She did that in the natural, but she had to go to the supernatural to do what she couldn't do in the natural. There are some of you mothers right now that are frustrated because of maybe your son or daughter or a family situation and you feel like you've done everything you could in the natural. Can I tell you, it's not over because there is the supernatural. And some of you need to vicariously take or carry that son or daughter and you need to lay them on the bed of the prophet and say, God, I've done everything that I could. Now you have to do what I can't do, God, because you are still in control. You're still powerful. There is still hope. And I want a woman of faith believing that you can do what I cannot do. The second thing that I see here, write it down. Not only does she go to God for the supernatural, but she seeks help for her son when others would have given up or claimed that it was too late. In verse 22, it says, and she called her husband and she said, please send me the one of the servants and a donkey so I can go to the man of God quickly and return. Oh man, she's speaking in faith. I noticed a couple things. One, she doesn't tell her husband that the boy is dead. She she may have thought, my husband is a logical man. He would say, don't waste your time. The boy is dead. But in her mind, she says, saddle up the donkey. Get it fast. I'm going somewhere. 
and she said, I'm going and I'm going to return. She was speaking in anticipation and faith of what she believed that God would do. And he asked, why go to him today? It's not the new moon or the Sabbath where typically they would go to the prophet on some of those special festivity days. That's all right, she said. Verse 24, she saddled the donkey and said to her servant, lead on, don't slow down for me unless I tell you. So she set out and she came to the man of God at Mount Carmel. What I want you to know is that gap women not only not only go to God in the, when they've done everything in the natural, they understand that there's a power that's a supernatural power, but I also want you to understand that when others have given up, when others say it's too late, when others say it's never gonna change, when others say, don't waste your time, gap women hang in there. They continue to go. Can I tell you something, ladies? There's nothing more powerful than the faith and prayer and perseverance of a mother. How many men and women are here in this church today because you had a mother that had faith in her and you may have been a prodigal. How many of you, your mother prayed you into this place? Your mother believed, she prayed, she... And when others would have said, they would give, she kept praying, she kept believing, she, she believed you had a destiny and a purpose and that God was not done with you, but she did not give up. She knew that God could work in your life. And when others, when others thought it's no use, you, you shouldn't bother. Uh, she doesn't tell anyone the details. Can, can I just let you know this too? She doesn't tell anyone the details because she knows they will discourage her from getting help and she doesn't want to hear any of the doubt talk. There are times, ladies, where you just need to pray and not tell everybody else. There's times where you just need to go to God. You need to pray. You need to not tell everybody. In fact, your sons and daughters would appreciate that you not tell everybody. And sometimes what we do is we just talk to everybody. We, we get everybody's counsel and they say, you know, just forget about it. They're never going to change. They're just ungrateful. They'll always be that way. But there's something in the heart of a mother. There's something in the heart of a gap woman that says, no, I believe God can still change you. I believe that it's not over. I believe that I can still pray. I can still believe and I'm not necessarily going to talk to everybody that discourages me about believing or discourages me about praying. I'm not going to talk to the doubters. She doesn't tell, listen, she doesn't tell her husband right away what she's going to do. She doesn't tell the servant right away what she's going to do. And later on, listen, even when she gets to the place where the man of God is, it tells us, it tells us she got, she got on her donkey. She carries the body of her, of her little boy. She's with her servant. She goes to the man of God, believing that God can work. Listen, when Elisha the prophet saw her at a distance, the man of God said to his servant, Gehazi, look, there's the Shunammite. Run to meet her and ask her, are you all right? Is your husband all right? And is your child all right? And when Gehazi got to her, she said, everything's all right. Get out of my way. I'm going to the man of God. 
She didn't stop to tell Gehazi, I know my boy is dead. I don't know what to do. She, she's like, I'm not going to talk to you about it. I'm not going to talk to the servant about it. I'm not going to talk to a bunch of people about it. I'm going directly to where I think the solution is because I'm going, I, I have, I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission. I'm not going to talk to a bunch of doubters. I'm not going to talk to a bunch of people that don't believe. I'm not going to talk to a bunch of people that say, don't worry, don't pray, give up. It's too late. I'm not going to talk to a bunch of people. I'm going to the place where I believe that my prayer can be answered and where I can see a miracle happen even though people don't believe it can. I'm talking about the heart of a gap woman. She's focused, she's fierce, she's not distracted. She's got a mission and a purpose in her heart and she's not talking to a bunch of people. Listen, ladies, some of us need to start talking to a bunch of people and you need to start talking more to God about the, the, the problem and the solution. Number three, she's persistent and follows through until she sees a solution in sight. So she finally gets to the man of God. She's pushed away his assistant. She's carrying her baby. She says, everything's all right. In other words, I don't want to talk about it. How you doing? I'm okay. Get out of my way. Because I'm walking towards a miracle. I'm walking towards faith. I don't have time for doubt talk. I don't have time to mess around here. I have a purpose God has placed in my heart that he's gonna turn this situation around. Verse 27, and when she reached to the man of God at the mountain, she took hold of his feet. Gehazi, who's the servant of Elijah, tries to come over and push her away. But the man of God said, leave her alone. She's in bitter distress, but the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me why. So when she gets to the place where she feels like her prayers will be heard and answered, the most holy place that she understands, the closest to God that she can find, then she gets on her knees and then she cries out and begs. And then she pleads with God and the man of God to bring about a solution. You see, gap women know that there's places where there are solutions and there's places where you walk by where there's not solutions. Uh, she's going to the place where she believes that God can intervene. She's strong until she gets to that place. But when she gets to that place, she humbles herself and cries out and weeps and begs for a solution. There are places where we know, where we get on our knees and we say, God, I can't do this, but you can. There's a time to cry out to God. There's a time to fast and pray. There's a time to beg before the Lord. There's a time to let our prayers come before the Father. There's a time for that and a place for that. You're listening to Bold Steps Weekend with Pastor Mark Job, and today's message is titled Gap Women. It will continue in a few moments. Later, we'll describe a book that Mark has recommended that's designed to help believers, a practical book by Gary Chapman titled God Speaks Your Love Language, and you'll be blessed to learn how to both experience God's great love more personally and express it to others. 
You'll find all the details on how to request this book at boldstepsweekend.org. We'll talk more about the book later before we close the program, and I'll give that contact information again, so be sure to stick with us. But right now, let's get back to the message. We're in 2 Kings chapter 4. And it tells us in verse 30, but the child's mother said, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So he got up and followed her. She goes on and says, hey, why have, why did you allow me to have a child? Why has God given me a child only to take him away? It would be better for me not even to have a child if, he's, if I'm gonna give birth to a child and three to five years old and it's gonna be taken away. No, I will not accept that answer. And so Elijah the prophet says, okay, my servant will go to the house where the boy is, to the bed, go with my servant, and he'll put a rod on him and see what he does. And she says, no, I will not leave you. So she insists that he goes with her. When Elijah reached the house, there the boy was lying dead on the couch. He went in, he shut the door on the two of them, and he prayed to the Lord. Then he got on that bed and he lay on the boy, mouth to mouth, eyes to eyes, hands to hands. And he stretched himself out and the boy's body grew warm. Elijah turned away and back, walked back and forth in that room. I, I want you to see what's happening here. I want you to see that there's a battle for the destiny of this boy's life. Gehazi, the servant had gone there and he tried to resurrect him. He put the, the holy rod and, on him and he said, get up boy, and the boy didn't respond. And when the man of God came there with the mother, the man of God goes in there and he prays. Elijah the prophet prays and nothing seems to happen. So he, he gets on the boy hand to hand, face to face, and he prays God bring life into this boy. And still the boy hasn't come to life. They see a little bit of activity, but nothing has changed yet. So he gets off and he walks around a little bit and he, he's praying, oh God, you, you need to do something here. So he goes back and he does it one more time. In verse 35, Elijah turned away and he walked back and forth in the room. What do you think he's doing while he's walking back and forth? He's saying, Lord, you gotta do something here. Lord, I know you have an answer. Lord, I'm not sure what you're gonna do, but I'm gonna try it again. And he gets back on one more time and he says, God, bring breath into this boy's life. Bring life to this little body, this corpse. And listen, and the Bible says, he got on the bed, stretched out once more, and then it says, hallelujah, the boy sneezed seven times. And his eyes were opened. My wife, when she sneezes, she doesn't sneeze one time. She tends to sneeze five, six, seven times. I wait to bless her until the end. This boy sneezed seven times. It was the best sound that this mother had ever heard. The most encouraging noise she had ever heard. Seven times the number of perfection. And soon as he had sneezed seven times, then the Bible says, then he opened up his eyes. 
But I want, I want you to know something. This boy opened up his eyes because he had a gap woman as a mother. He had, a, he had a mother that did not give up. He had a mother that pers persevered in prayer. He had a mother that would not take no for an answer before the eyes of God. He had a mother that said, no, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to persevere. I'm going to fight for the destiny of my son until I see you do something. Listen, he had a mother that was not just laid back, not just given up, not thrown her hands up in the air. He had a gap woman for a mother and it's because he had a gap woman for a mother that this boy sneezed seven times and he came to life can i tell you something ladies listen i don't want to put all the pressure on your shoulders but i'm going to tell you something there's something very 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 extremely powerful about a mother who's full of faith and doesn't give up and believes and presses on and perseveres you say well pastor it's been 10 15, 20 years. And I want to say, listen, you are not the controller of the time. God is the controller of the time. But I want to, I want to challenge, I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you. I want to remind you, exhort you, do not give up. Because that sneezing may be coming right around the corner. That sign of life. Gap woman. And then I want you to see what happens next. Then Elijah summoned Gehazi and said, call the Shunammite. And he did. And when she came, he said, take your son. She came in, fell at his feet, bowed to the ground. And then she took her son and went out. She was full of gratitude. She knew who had done it. She knew that it was God who had performed this miracle. She knew that he deserved the gratitude and the thanks. She went to God, but when he was raised, she bowed her knee before God and she thanked God that it was him who had done what she could never do in the natural. You see, she was a woman of faith, but she knew, she knew also that it was God that had done it and she gave thanks and gratitude for what God had done. Can I tell you ladies something? There's something about when God, when God works, when God works, you need to be getting on your knees and saying, thank you, Lord, that it's you that has done it. Thank you that you are in control. Thank you that you have the power. Thank you that God, God, you're the one. And I, and many, a lot of people don't know the rest of the story, but I, I, I feel like I have to throw in this, the rest of the story. She came and she fell and this little boy was raised and she continued to raise him on. Um, we don't know much about his story. I'm assuming that he became a man of God. I'm assuming that he grew up knowing that God had given him a second chance on life. I'm assuming that they told this story to every single person that they met. Hey, guess what? He was dead and now he's alive. He was lost and now he's found. He was a prodigal, now he's walking with the Lord. The reason I know that is because you look at, you look at 2 Kings chapter 8, and a lot of people don't know the connection with this story, but 2 Kings chapter 8, later on, the Bible says that there was a famine in the land and that the prophet told the woman to take her family to another land so that she wouldn't experience starvation. And so she left the land for seven years. She went somewhere else. 
And after seven years, she came back to her land and they were a wealthy family. But when she came back to the land, she discovered that her land had been confiscated, taken away from her. Listen, she made an appointment with the king to advocate to see if she could make, get her land back. Now, by this time, her son who had been raised from the dead, now he's probably in his 20s at least, a young man. And it so happens that the king is fascinated by the miracles that Elisha has performed. And it just so happens on the day that she goes to see the king, Gehazi, the servant, is telling the king about the miracles that Elijah has performed. And he starts telling them about years ago how there was a little boy that died and that Elijah came in and prayed over him and breathed over him and that God raised him from the dead. And it just so happened while he's telling the king and the king is like, tell me more about that, that the woman comes in and he says, this is the woman and she's the one that has a son. And the king says, you're that woman. Tell me all about it. Listen to me. And she tells the story of the resurrection of her boy. And she tells him about how her boy is doing right now. And listen, and it's the testimony of her miracle and her boy that opens up the king's heart. And he says, take all your land back. And all the seven years that you've been gone and you lost it, take all that as well because the testimony of your son has touched my heart. And so now I wanna give you all this back that you lost because of the testimony. Now hear me well, ladies, hear me. This is powerful. Listen, listen. When you don't give up, when you persevere, when you become a gap woman, there will be ripple effects, ripple effects on the story of your miracle that come back to bless you and generations to come. Listen, some of you are waiting right now. Some of you are praying right now. Some of you are in a season right now where it's hard to persevere. But I believe that some of you ladies in the, in the, in the future, you're going to be falling on your knees and thanking God for what he's done in your son or your daughter. Thanking God for what he's done because you've been a gap woman. And I believe that the testimony of your son or daughter's life and their return will be a ripple effect of blessing back to you and others in your life as well. That's the way God works. Learning to Stand in the Gap. You're listening to Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job, a special Mother's Day message called Gap Women. If you're hungry to know more about how you can be a part of God's calling that's aimed at blessing not only others but yourself as well, then be sure to keep listening each weekend as Mark teaches from God's Word in a refreshing way. Or visit our Facebook page to join a community of like-minded believers who are standing in the gap for the next generation. Now, earlier we mentioned a book by Gary Chapman called God Speaks Your Love Language. 
Your expressions of love for God are shaped by your love language, and this book will teach you how to give and receive God's love through the five love languages, words of affirmation, quality time, gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. No matter what love language you prefer, this book will help you become more deeply connected with God and transform your relationships for the better. A copy of this practical book is yours when you give a gift of any amount to support Bold Steps Weekend. The title again is God Speaks Your Love Language, so be sure to request a copy of this bold action gift right now by calling 866-535-5580. That's 866-535-5580, or by visiting boldstepsweekend.org. Now, before we go, Mark, can we have a final word of encouragement from you for all the women out there who are standing in the gap and praying for the next generation? I would love to do that. You know, my mother's 82 years old, and she is a prayer warrior. Oh, wonderful. She lives in Spain, and she calls me up and all the time and says, I prayed for you this morning. And so um, I am a beneficiary of a fierce, godly woman that storms the, the, the throne of God on a regular basis to intercede for her children and her grandchildren. So thank you so much. Thank you, mothers out there that right now you're praying for a prodigal son or daughter. Thank you for not giving up. Even when you can't see it, God is moving pieces behind the scenes when you pray. Thank you. Well, Mark, the women and men listening wish to thank you for this message today. And that's our time. But before we go, I want to give you a quick reminder that if you haven't already, go and subscribe to the Bold Steps Weekend podcast, where you can listen to these messages anytime and anywhere you go. Just open up your podcast app on your mobile phone or smart device and search for Bold Steps Weekend with Dr. Mark Job. I'm Wayne Shepherd, urging you to join us next time when Pastor Mark picks back up on his Red Hot Faith series, a message titled Getting Unstuck. Have a wonderful Mother's Day weekend and be sure to listen again next time to Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job. Bold Steps Weekend is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.